0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Happy first of the month, and on the first day of each month we review the book of the month. In order to be considered for book of the month, a book has to meet a very simple criteria. It has to be impactful enough that it can either change your life or your perspective on the world. And whether it does or not, of course, is entirely up to you. If you consume the book as a piece of entertainment, you're missing the point. But if you internalize it, make it part of you, you have a chance at real change. Today's book is definitely worthy of the book of the month. It's a book called Holacracy, The New Management System for a Rapidly Changing World, by Brian Robertson. Now, holacracy is a made-up word. It's made up of a few words. Holon, which is kind of like a cell. Crassi, which comes from the word governance. And by the organization, holarchy, meaning the organization of holons, as in a hierarchy. You can think of it the way the cell relates to an organ in an organism as an example of a holarchy. Keeping in mind that in holocracy structure is not fixed or solid. It's something constantly evolving. But we humans are not fully contained parts of a company the way cells are parts of an organism. Rather, we're separate autonomous entities who go about our daily work and energize an organization's functions. We're organized in various roles, and those roles form parts of the company. These are the basic building block of the company structure. When we distribute authority, as described in the book, we distribute it not to individual human beings, but to the roles that they fill. Okay, so why do we need any organization at all? See, first is the formal structure. That's the org chart and the job descriptions. When the organization's formal structure offers very little practical guidance, we humans, as the creative beings that we are, we work around it and just try and get the job done. That gives rise to an informal structure. This is the structure that's actually operating. It's often implicit. And it consists of who's making what decisions and who owns what projects. That informal structure is usually shaped by personal relationships and by politics. And the longer you work together that way, cultural norms develop and people start aligning with them, creating an implicit structure that becomes unconscious. It becomes the way things are done here. But those informal structures are also a symptom of a lack of clarity. And to get clarity, you have to let go of the idea. You have to align your expectations with that implicit structure. And that requires an effective governance process. And that needs to be documented explicitly, not wielded implicitly. The book's governance process generates clarity by defining explicit roles with explicit accountabilities. They grant explicit authority and continuously of all those definitions to integrate learning and align the organization's ever-changing reality. That removes power from the vague and unspoken norms and instead invest it in a clear and documented process. The expectations and the accountabilities come with it. It can be a little uncomfortable at first, but gaining that clarity is vital. For example, it's often hard to separate emotions about people from emotions about the roles that they fill. We often see conflicts in the organization where those clashes are clashes of roles, but not clashes between people, even though it may seem like they're clashes between people. The fact is most organizations have many roles to fill, but if your role is, let's say, business development or finance, you might be tempted to say that a particular task should not be your job because it's not in your job description. I think back to the early days of labor unions. Some unions were so dogmatic, they used to create enormous inefficiencies because, say, an electrician could not cut wood, and if an opening was needed, they would need to call a carpenter so the electrician could route a wire. Thankfully, those days seemed to be over. Most of us fill multiple roles naturally. In our personal lives, we're always filling multiple roles. You might identify as a parent or a spouse, a child, a teacher, a student. Each of these roles comes with different expectations and responsibilities. And in the same way, in an organization, one human can fill multiple roles. You're not just the CEO or the VP of finance or or in charge of business development. That methodology defines a role as consisting of three specific elements. It has to have a purpose to express, possibly one or more domains to control, and a set of accountabilities to enact. Some roles will have all three of these parts, though often the roles start out with just a purpose and a single accountability, and they evolve from there. The purpose tells us why the role exists and what it aims to achieve. Each accountability is an ongoing activity, and that role has the authority to perform it. It's expected to perform and otherwise manage that function within the organization. The coupling of authority with accountability helps avoid the situation we often see where people are held responsible for an outcome that they don't actually have the authority to fulfill. When we have real clarity about roles and the relationships at play, we can find relief from the many common frustrations in the organization. We no longer need meetings at which we have to discuss every decision because we know what authority we have and what roles we need to fulfill and why. It means we no longer need to copy everyone on emails or check in with everyone before making a decision. When we do engage in group discussion, You can do so without creating an expectation of consensus on everything, because everyone's crystal clear on which roles have which authority to make certain decisions. I can tell you this is an area where our organization is struggling somewhat. We tend to do a little bit too much by consensus. Our organization has a lot of projects, and we found that it's been difficult to define the roles and responsibilities consistently across projects. There's a good reason for that. All these projects are different. As we've gone through the exercise of defining roles and responsibilities, we found that we needed a better way to describe it than just a traditional hierarchical org chart. Organizational clarity is one of the biggest leverage points you can have in any organization because when things are not working, chances are that the ownership and responsibility for a particular function doesn't rest with anybody in the organization. It's that lack of clarity of roles and responsibilities that's responsible for so many business failures, So if you're at all interested in organizational design and getting clarity in your business, go get a copy of the book Holacracy by Brian Robertson. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.